its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues. This station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being here this evening. For those of you who are listening live, tonight may very well be the night you want to be dialing. And that number is 877-864-4869, repeating 877-864-4869. Because tonight, this is going to be like one of the more fun shows to do. My guest, Emily Morse, is a fellow sex educator, and she's also a relationship expert and one of the co-hosts of Bravo's show, Misadvised. And Emily does a complete cut to the chase on answers to questions that people who come to her blog and to her podcast, which is immensely popular. And Emily, you are on with me right now, aren't you? I'm sorry, I'm on what? You you are on with me right now, aren't you? I am on. Oh, yeah, it's just funny you cut out that second. I'm here, and I'm so thrilled to be on with you. Yes. Well, thank you, my dear. So, this is going to be a total blast. We are I know. Going... I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> and here's the thing. This is the second time, because I did your show the first time when you were still in, just starting in San Francisco. I was just starting. I mean, I think it was like six years ago, and I was so honored to have you on the show. I remember I was nervous and excited. <laughs> yes. It was well, a while ago. Well, here's the first question I have to ask you, my dear. Okay. And it's the one that people always ask me. So right. how did you get into this field? Did it choose you? Did someone suggest it? Let the listeners know how Emily walked into doing what she's doing. Okay. That is a really interesting. It took sort of a circuitous route. It wasn't that I always dreamed of being a sex expert. I actually had a few careers before that that led me to this. I was a documentary filmmaker. And I worked in politics for a long time. I worked for in San Francisco in politics for different legislators. I made a documentary film about politics. And then after that, I realized, well, what do I do next? I love documentary filmmaking, but really what I love is interviewing people. And I've always been fascinated by the topic of sex and relationships. 
and and how they work and what you know why couples stay together why they don't and it always led me to research you know it always comes down to sex it felt like and it felt like I was always the one who was counseling friends and couples and even though I've never been married myself about sex and relationships and so I just sort of came up with the idea podcasting was just starting and I thought you know I love the interview process as I learned from my documentary, and I just invited some people over and started interviewing them, like, you know, gay, straight, married, divorced, friends, about their sex lives and their relationships. And it just started in my living room, and I posted it on iTunes, and it became popular. Um, and then, then I got a live radio show on CBS, which was sort of a shock. After that, I'd never been in a radio studio. And that's, it kind of went from there. And I just, I just even really, like, self-taught. I am in school now, but I really, at the time, just interviewed hundreds of people, read every sex book, and yours is one of the first books that I got, The Lover's Playbook, and mm-hmm. um, and really, so I'm just, it's just, I'm just, it's so great to be talking to you, and I, really, that's how it happened. Well, I, 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 I bought into it, and I loved it, and that's why I did the first show, I thought, this is it, this is my calling in life, I found it out, I figured it out, so, it might well, take a while for some people, but it happens. Right. Well, I have to say mine was rather organic in the same way in that it was not what I thought I was going to be doing, but the pieces all just fell into place. And then people just said, you've just got to keep talking about this. And I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was, exactly. It, it, it was just a sort of like, boom, here we go. So you have had your podcast now for six years. I would love to hear some of the more hilarious things that people have asked or done on your show? Oh, well, you know, it's so funny because I always get asked that question, like, what are the bizarre things or what are the crazy things? And I have to say, you probably have some more crazier stories than I do because I don't, and most of my things are, are calls are through, uh, and most of my questions come through email, and I haven't gotten anything that's, like, so, so crazy and out there that I can't even, it, it's hard for me, but, like, some of the crazy things that happen on my show was I remember we were doing a show on, and this is just, this is a funny, one of my favorite shows, Menace, my, my, he's become my co-host at the time, he was just my board engineer. We had a bikini waxer come in because I, you know, to see if he could, about, um, so we're doing a show on manscaping. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I wanted to see if men, if, if men can handle the pain or women can handle the pain more. So we did a live show where he got a bikini wax. On the air, I felt very Howard Stern in this moment, and then um, and then another woman got it, and we had to see who had more pain, and it was really funny, and it was just like he got it. To this day, he's like, it never grew back right. I can't believe I did that. Is that what he said? Yeah, he's like, it's still not right. It's been like six years, by the way. I'm like, it's right. You're fine. So he got like spritz bikini wax on the air. That was a very funny show. Um, But I don't. You know, I feel like I don't get that many out there crazy questions. I mean, if you do, tell me, what do you, like, what would you say? Well, mine are... What are your crazy questions? Mine are more that they are asking a question that so shows that they have no clue about relationships and even less information about bodies. And, you know, they've been around their body a few years, but they will ask... You know, you know, is it, and, and honestly, I know when they're asking, I mean, we know when someone's asking genuinely or when they're just making it up. And I just had a gentleman, you know, send in something saying, I am, you know, I am a virgin. I am very religious. I want to be ready for my wife. I'm not dating yet, but I want to be prepared. What can I do? 
Right. Well, <laughs> where, where do you start with that? Right, exactly. No, I've had some, like, I've had some of the 40-year-old virgins, and, yeah, I've had some of those emails, too. Yeah, where do you start? I don't know. And, and, um, and I've had the people who end up having a lot of control from their family or being told that intercourse is going to be incredibly painful and right. they're probably going to black out because of the pain. Right, and, oh, and I, right. And I'm like, okay, who told you this? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, to our families, I mean, that is a lot of questions I get asked, and I feel like about, you know, religion and, and, and how people grew up with these messages around sex, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll go blind if you masturbate or you're going to get a woman pregnant the first time you have sex or sex is wrong. And you can't believe these messages, and I'm sure you know that that's sticking to childhood, that's sticking to adulthood. And then you've all these adults running around who's still holding on to these messages that feels like they were always brainwashed as children and they can't have normal functioning sex lives as adults until they get some good therapy around it. Or have someone <clears throat> who stands there and says, you realize, of course, that information isn't overly accurate. Exactly. Exactly. At which exactly. point, which and, is what our job is. Right. And I've had women who have called on my show and this woman was saying, I'm just really having an issue with, you know, I'm, I'm always itching. Mm. And I was like, okay, let me ask you something. What, is it after food? Is it what kind of soap are you using? And what I ended up doing was sending her to a physician in the area where she was, which actually happened to be Santa Monica. And, okay. this, and this poor woman had endured what the person I sent her to said was probably the worst yeast infection she has ever seen. Oh, my God. And she this woman, no, she did not even know that's what it was. Wow. And, but because of the anonymity, and here's where, you know, you and I come in. Because it can be the anonymous delivery, right. people can be comfortable with it. Right, exactly. They know, yeah, exactly. It's like faceless, nameless, you can ask us anything. And and you're not asking it in front of your partner, which is one of the things that I find is really tough for people is they don't, they won't, they don't want to say something to, you know, hurt their partner. Right. I know. They don't talk to each other. That's what amazes me about emails. It's not that they're so wacky and weird or the questions. It's that it astounds me how many couples are together for so long and they're emailing me about all these things. And I'm like, well, did you talk to your partner? You know, we haven't had a chance. We've never talked about sex. Exactly. Right? We've never never had that talk. We've never talked about sex. And, like, you've been together 20 years. It's never come up. Like, how does it not come up? And then I have friends. And then I have friends who are in therapy, couples therapy. These are just friends. They for like twenty years, or like you know, literally like ten years, they were in therapy, and they said they talked about everything, and their relationship was so much better. But they were still having problems with sex. I said, well, then you talk about them in therapy. Oh no, we never brought that up. And like ten years, how did it not come up? People are so afraid to talk to their partners about it, and like that's how sex gets better. That's how you get what you want, you know. So it's just it, it, it that is me. true. That's but why we're out here. Exactly. Now, here's the other thing that many people, and I, you know, speak on this fairly regularly when I talk. Even though therapists are highly trained, typically in their area of whatever the therapy may be, and the person of faith-based may have a very tremendous, you know, faith-based religion background, and even a terrific physician has a great medical background, none of those areas gets any information in the area of good sexual function and sexuality education when they're doing their training. 
And that's where most most people go. Now, we've got probably 40 seconds until our first break. When I come back, I want to find out what you're doing back at school and ask you about who and what does your family think. And who, <laughs> okay. Because that was for me really funny when I had to tell my dad. And, okay. Um, and then also, who are you know, who motivates you in this field? Who do you follow? Who are your heroes or or heroines? Because those are the unsung heroes that I think if people knew about them, they'd go and look and say, Hey, I you know, this is an area I might be interested in as well. Right. And right. Okay. Sounds good. Because we're we're a small group. So my guest this we evening is Emily Morse. She is Sex with Emily, EmilyMorse dot com, and she is a co-host on Misadvised on Bravo. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devan will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. 
Welcome back, everyone. Just before the break, with my guest, Emily Morse, we were talking about, because this is one of the questions people will always ask me. So, Emily, what does your family think about what you do? <laughs> yeah, my family, I think, was surprised when I took that turn from politics. They were probably proud they had a daughter who worked in politics. And, I, you know, to be honest, though, my family just wants me to be happy and successful and, whatever, you know, and doing something that I love. And they are actually, I think they get a kick out of me. Like, we sat and watched, you know, they all watched all the episodes of Misadvised, and they, you know, certainly learned a lot more about me by watching a reality show. I don't live with them. They're in Michigan, and I'm here, and then they watch this reality show about my life. Right. But they're, they're very, I mean, I have to say I'm very lucky. They're supportive. They're not very judgmental, and they just, I think they think it's funny. <laughs> well, I, I, and, yeah. I mean, my family is the same. It's like they know who you are and what your intention is, when you're doing this. Right. So, yeah. No. I mean, I'm a porn star, you know, I'm helping people with their sex lives. It's educational. It's, yeah, it's not, not that being a porn star is wrong. I'm just not. Um, but it's, yeah, they're fine with it. They're fine. They like it. They like telling people. It's weird. My mom gets a kick out of it. Right. Well, my <laughs> I'm so sister, lucky. Right. My sisters, by being related to me, they become de facto sexuality experts as well. Right. Yeah, because, exactly. Isn't that no? So who in our field, who are your heroes or heroines? Who is it that when you're looking for guidance on something, who would you, you know, who do you go to? Um, well, I have to say, Lou, that you were one of my first. I never even met you. I just read your books, <laughs> and I love, I love the way that you, the way you write, the way you break it down, the way you just express. I don't know. I just, I just loved your books. I really, they really were some of the first ones I got because someone recommended to me, and I, you always came highly recommended. So I'd say you were one of them. Well, and I also say, Carol, yeah, I mean it, Lou. I mean, I, I was so honored to meet you at the thing, and I'm great scraping on your show and all that stuff. So I always recommend your books to people. Um, and so I would also say Carol Queen, because I, I, had a, I was in San Francisco for a long time, and she was always really great at the beginning because she's been around, you know, doing sex stuff for a long time. Right. And she, right, and she was very um, open when I started out and when she was on my show and, and just was always really supportive of what I was doing. And I think she's great inspiration. And my co-author, I wrote a book called Hot Sex, Mm-hmm. Over two hundred things you can try tonight, and I love Jamie Waxman. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie's lovely. Jamie's great, and um, I don't really, you know, I, I feel like everyone's doing their own thing in their own way, and I take inspiration from everybody. Like I'll pick up a book and I'll read it, and I'll, you know, get some, get a chapter here or read something online, and I'm I'm inspired by a lot of people and spiritual readings and different things, but I would say. You know, in the sex field, I just, I've read everything and I've really, you know, I've learned from everyone. I think we're all in this together. Well, I, I have to admit that I, I totally agree with you about both Jamie and Carol. They're terrific and they really want people to get information that works for them. Right. How, right. However, that, however we, you know, however one accesses it. And again, you know, we all have our own little, our little personalities on things. Right. So, my next question for you is, you have just relocated for a temporary time, yes. who knows, from San Francisco right. to L.A. Do you find that there is a different reaction and culture about sexuality here compared to San Francisco? And well, I get know, asked that all over the world. 
Do you really? I, I you know, okay, so do. I've been here a month. I've been here a month, and I, not even a month. I've literally, I've been here a month, but I left. I've been here a week. So I can't really say in total. I can't say that I've, no, I know that San Francisco is so open, and there's so much that, it was funny. I was in a meeting today, and they were joking about something sexual. It was a sex meeting, and they were about a project I'm doing, and they said, oh, that person probably lives in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco gets such a reputation for being, like, the sex capital of the world. But I found that a lot of great people that I've met at, like, conferences and things are all in Los Angeles, and there's a lot of people here doing great stuff. So I feel like, and I'm like, you know, I'm in Marina Del Rey, Venice. I feel like everyone's been really open about it that I've talked to, mm-hmm. and I don't see a big, a big difference, really. I mean, I guess entertainment is a big thing here and you know, not that we're not entertaining, but I just um I don't I don't I haven't I haven't come into any real differences yet. Um yeah. What about you? I what have you found think? yeah, I have found that there is a decided difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. Right. For and, sure that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean it's even you know, all one has to do is look at how people dress here versus East Coast. East Coast has more, let's keep it covered up, let's go with the darker colors, let's go with more of a corporate look. And so bodies are not as much of the marketing of themselves as they are here. And here is, even though, you know, sex is the pedestal that everyone, you know, markets themselves on, here people have in, in the entertainment industry, they have this absurd, you know, puritanical view of, well, we can't have this being shown, but we can show people blasting someone five ways to Sunday. And I mean, here, oh, I know. we have this guy takes a picture of this poor gentleman who's thrown in front of a subway, and that's okay to put on the cover of a newspaper in New York? Right, right. You and you can't have me? anything about sex. Exactly. Right. And but we, can't we, can't possibly, we can't talk about vaginas. We can't talk about vulvas. Right. But we can talk right. the thing that, you know, I, that's that we all what I have, find. that we all try to understand. I know you're right. That's that's true. It's a problem. That's, I don't understand either. I mean, it's the, a problem that there's no sex education in America, and that there's nowhere for people to learn. Well, there, and and here's the other thing: that sex education issue is something that is such a parental responsibility. Whatever right. your values are, make sure you are clear with your children, but don't expect them to not figure something out. In this day and right. age, I mean, hey, here's a question I haven't even thought of. Are you finding that you have younger listeners who, let's say, 25 and under, 18 and under, who are asking you questions about function and sexual tastes that are 100% as a result of only watching porn and some really hardcore stuff? Yes. That is a wonderful question. It's really interesting. I've been receiving so many emails from 18, 19-year-olds, virgins, and, like, a lot. Like I was, like, calling it Virgin Week at Texas Valley because I could not believe how many emails and calls I was receiving from virgins and people who just had no clue about sex and about what to do and what it was going to be like, and they had all this fear around it, and they wanted to be, you know, they, they wanted to make, and I, and I think it does come from form. They wanted to make sure they were doing the right moves. 
I mean, I don't remember thinking about that, losing my brain. I didn't even know about the moves. Those moves, you know, like, I, like I, you know, they want to make sure they, they look right or they do it right. And I do think that is the influence of porn. And that's where kids are learning today, which is sad that they're, they're parents. And I think the parents aren't talking to them. I mean, I think there needs to be parent education classes. I think the parents should be going to the sex education classes and teaching their kids. Because they don't talk to them about it. Even, you know, even in my own family, I... They t- uh, my, so this is a funny story. My nieces came over. They're 10 and t- 10's a little young, but 10 and 12 to my house in San Francisco, which is filled with books of sex. Like I have like three bookshelves that are just mad. Like every book has sex in title. Well, I didn't think about it. They stepped over for the night. They go home in the morning, and the 10-year-old says to my, step- to my sister-in-law first thing in the morning, how come every book on Aunt Emily's shelf has the word sex in the title? And she had memorized some of the titles, like, what's masturbation, you know? And um, it was a little early, I think. My sister-in-law was not happy. She didn't want to start explaining it at 10. But she was curious and wanted to know, and my sister-in-law had no idea how to start talking about it. You know, talk about a teachable moment for her. Right. For your for your exactly. sister in law, because bottom line is, you know, I sat beside a woman uh, on a plane, and she was saying that you know her son was nine, and he came home from school, and he said to her, "So, mom, what is a what is a pedophile?" Now mm. she's this was when all of the stuff would happen with Sandusky. And in Penn State, at Penn State. And she said, and this is a woman who is a physician, and she said, I knew there was going to come the time when I had to have this conversation. I just didn't think it was going to be now. Nine, right. Right. And what, so what was happening is he was hearing these things at school. And she had always said to him very openly, look, if you have, if you ever hear a word or something, that you don't understand, make sure you come and ask me. So, mm-hmm. two, like the next day or two days later, he came back and he said, what is masturbating? Mm-hmm. And so, and again, it was like they were these things. And then he goes, so, Mom, what's the difference between a hand job and a blow job? Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh, my God, like, at night. She's like, now, and then here's what happened. She's explaining this to her mother who is in England, and her mother goes, oh, well, give me that information, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, my God. That's so funny. But what she wanted is she didn't expect that this was the time when she was going to be having these conversations. Right. There's age-appropriate, and I'm actually just doing a uh, PDF for parents, and I'm going to do a show for parents. Oh, and that's amazing. You should. Because, oh, I, I mean, I that. know I know they're not getting, and they do want to parent well. But right. no one's giving them, and I know when I do, when I speak to them, I have a friend of mine, I said, look, how's your son? And she, because he's a really, really good-looking son. And I said, how is he with girls? And she said, oh, he can't even stand to be around them. And I said, let me ask you something. Is he really good-looking? She goes, yeah, he's really good looking. I said, I will bet you that he is having these girls hit on him at school because the girls are much more sexually aggressive now than they ever right. have, even, even from kindergarten. And uh, he right. doesn't even have the ability to put the boundaries in place. Right. So, right. so you, you and I, I had that conversation with her and she went, oh, I never even thought of that. And they have a very open you know, ability to speak with him. 
So, anyways, we are coming up to our halftime break here. My guest is Emily Morse. And when we come back, we are going to be going over what the things are we think we'd like to see changed in our field. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. So just before the break, I said what we would talk about is what would, Emily, in our field, what do you think needs to be changed? Or is there anything that needs to be changed and added? I just think, you know, that's a great question. I think that we need more. I think there needs to be more of us. There really aren't that many people who are who are studying and educating people around sex. And I think I think that there needs to be more sex education ongoing sex education, like I almost think it would be great to have 
you know, books. And that, this might already exist, like sex in your teens, sex in your 20s, sex in your 30s, sex in your 40s, sex in your 50s. You know, I mean, I just think that sex changes throughout your lifetime, and you might get one dose of sex information, and that's all you get your whole life, and nothing ever changes. And you're having sex the same way, and you don't understand why your body's changing. And so I think just more, like more accessible, good information for people. And I think that everyone, you know, we should all, and I think we do all band together. I, I think I said this when I, when I met you at the Good Vibration Summit, but I don't think there's like any field. There shouldn't be any competition. I think we should all help out each other because we're all trying to do the same thing. And there's a lot of us doing it and people might listen to me and you or, and whoever resonates with them. But I think that, you know, we should all just keep doing what we're doing and getting more information out there too. Um, and I think it's just, or so, I mean, because yes, I said I had virgin week at sex family, but I guess a lot of people who are married and don't know what to do, and you know, why is our sex life waning? And I just, it's just funny to me that people email me, and you probably get the same thing. And most of mine are through emails, and not called these long emails describing their entire situation. And and and, and it, it, I love hearing from people and answering their questions. It also sends me in some ways, that they, they really don't have the information and they don't know where else to go. And that people are sort of alone with trying to figure out their sexuality and their sexual issues and their relationships. and Because and, they can't go to the doctors, like we said, because doctors right. get like an hour of sex training. Right. And, you know, they can't Maybe talk eight. to the priest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eight. I heard that doctors get no training on it. So, yeah, like you just said, too. So I, I just think we need more of it and maybe more well-rounded, um, touching all the different areas of our lives of how sex changes. You know, my mom and I talk about it a lot, too, you know, how her desire has changed, you know, she's 70 now and, you know, lubrication and menopause and all that stuff. I think that people are living longer, they're having sex longer, so just maybe more sex, for, sex through the ages. You know what, I, what a great, you know, sort of encapsulation because I know that when someone asks me a particular question, I can tell almost immediately what information and what age they downloaded it. Right, right. Particularly, right. And here's what I tell people is like, look, thank you for that question. And here's what I'm going to like let you know, just as an observation, you are, you're a a beginner again in this field and touche because now is your time to learn something new. And here's the beauty of being a beginner. You're not expected to know. Right. As a beginner, you're learning. Right. You're learning, and that's the thing that I think people have, we've not had a lot of permission to learn in accurate and non-judgmental ways. Right. And and it's where we right. come from. I mean, good God, it's where we come from. Let's, exactly. You know, let's learn. Exactly. Let's, let's learn in a way that has us be able to pick from that buffet, that buffet of ideas, and. You know, the the scarletine and the other things that we were talking about, what we would recommend to people for, yeah. you know, if someone asks a question and they're, they're younger, it's like there are different ways and places where you can direct them. So here's my next question for you. Okay. What would you like to leave as your legacy in this field? Ah, um, that's a great question. Oh, my God, Lou. Um, My legacy. I just hope that I can touch as many people as possible with my my sex information and education and just have an impact on people's sex life and and relationships. I feel like a lot of what I do is is help people with their relationships, and I hope Mm -hmm. that 
you know, that as many people as possible can prove their relationship, stay together, you know, don't rush into divorce. I think sex is the biggest killer of, of relationships because people don't know, you know, how to improve it once the loving is gone, you know, how it was at the beginning. So I think my legacy would just be a, you know, smart educator who helped a lot of people, <laughs> touched a lot of lives. Okay. Now, yeah. if, and so here is the question I was going to ask you. You say you're going back to school. Are you going to the yeah. Institute? I am going to the Institute. Did you go to the Institute? No, I did not. Okay. Yes, I'm going to the Institute for the Advancement of Human Sexuality in San Francisco. And I'm supposed to get my degree in um, in March. And so that's been really interesting, too, because I haven't had any formal education, and the Institute's kind of a wacky place. But, um, you know, we've had really interesting speakers that come in and books and things to read. So, yeah, that's I'm getting my, my doctorate. So what are, are you going to do a um... – uh, P, are you going to do a PhD or are you going to do a DHS, a Doctorate of Human I'm Sexuality? I'm doing a DHS right now and then okay. perhaps a dissertation. Okay. Um, if I do a PhD. Okay. Because that's yeah. a, I mean, if I, I do know... a DHD, PhD, I'll do a dissertation, of course. And I just came up with an idea for a dissertation the other day. I'm trying to remember it. It's a good idea. <laughs> I had a bit. What were you going to say? Now, so how long has it taken you to do it? And, and what was your motivation for doing it? Well, it's taken two years, and it. And my motivation was just that, you know, when you're self-taught and you just kind of throw yourself into something, I always come from this thing that it would just be good to get some kind of more formal structure and education to what I'm doing. And I feel like, I feel like I'm always learning along with everyone else, and I can never learn too much. And I decided it would be. And it was right in San Francisco, the school. And it's interesting because students come in from all, three times a year and students come in from all over the world. In fact, I was the only American in one of my classes, in one of my trimesters. And, and, um, and that was just really interesting to me because everyone has different perspectives they bring in. I mean, I learned a lot from students. And so that was kind of my motivation just to, you know, broaden my horizons. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to do it in all your, every, every field you're in. You know, you're never done learning. There's no question. And this field of sexuality is so huge. I mean, it's right. enormous. Just, and I think because it impacts every single area of our lives. Now, right. if you, yeah, given that you, you know, you are, have been doing your classes at the Institute, what has been your interesting class and why? Um, my most interesting class and why? I would say... The most interesting class was one. Well, the most the most difficult, challenging class was the class about. Oh God! Now it was interesting. But the one that always sticks in my head was the body image class, where we had to get naked in front of the class, and you had to get up in front of the um, mirror and talk to yourself, talk to your body mm-hmm. about what about what you like about your body and what you don't like your, about your body. And, and, and that was really, that was really hard and, and challenging to do. And you could keep your underwear on and you didn't have to do it, but then everyone else did it. So I did it too. Um, but it was, it was interesting because, you know, body image and self-esteem issues is one of the biggest killers of people's sex lives and sex drives, men and women, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're feeling sad, they're feeling not lovable, they don't like their body. And so therefore that directly impacts their ability to enjoy sex. 
And so I think we were just trying to break that down, you know, break down those myths for ourselves so we could do it for other people. And to me, that was a very powerful, powerful moment watching everyone get up in front of the mirror and talking to the, like talking to the mirror, talking to their body, going through all of their body parts. I love my ears. I hate my nose. I hate my breasts. I love it, you know, and mm-hmm. just being really real about it. That was, that was powerful. You know, I did um, the six-day event when I was in the forum, and they did a similar thing to that. Um, You weren't nude, but you were up in front of, you know, know, 250 people in a bathing suit. Right. And it brought up so much for so many people. Right. It it really is. I mean, your body is, you know, your little instrument and how you walk around in this world. And yet we don't get given a lot of ability to feel good about it. Exactly. Because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and how we think we should look. And, you know, we're all born with our bodies the way they are. You can't really, I mean, yeah, you can exercise, be healthy. That's what you got to tell people. But, you know, we are, we have what we have. We all, we're all born with different gifts and different bodies that some people just can't let it. I mean, it's huge, you know, for young girls and as women, as they get older, they just, and after childbirth and sex and, self-esteem all around. And just well, you know, what I, what I know is for most people, and this is more so, you know, heteronormative to um, lesbian, um, a little less so in, you know, gay male relationships. But right. once, you know, the number one, you know, when they are with that person, they are not with that person's thighs. They're not with their breasts. They are there no. with that person. And no, they're not, yeah. that's the thing that, to me, I say to people, look, they're there with the entire you. So show up exactly. that way. And the best, what people have said, hands down, their best partners and their best lovers have not had the best bodies, have not been the best looking, but they have been the most enthusiastic and they've been the most into what's going on. Right. And, 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 right. and you know, and I know that, and I don't know if you've had this response back from men, is that going out with someone who might be, you know, uber, uber good looking, this person just expects them, you know, it's kind of like, just do me. Right, exactly. Like, you're lucky you get this piece of all. You're, you're lucky you get to be with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I've heard that. And, and it's probably true. Or, the, you know, there's like, the, you know, who knows, and I hate to do stereotypes, but the really good-looking guy yeah, who also thinks he doesn't have to, he can just lie there and do nothing because, you're, you know, I'm an Adonis and you're lucky to be with me and, you know, <laughs> well, you know worship, when we, worship me. Right, when we were talking about my friend's son, who these girls were throwing themselves at him to the point he didn't know how to create a boundary, and she's spoken to him about how to do that. But I see what women do, and I tell women, look, if you want to be in a relationship, do not go to bed and get horizontal on the first or second date. Otherwise, no. that's just all that's there. And, exactly. you know, so- so here we go. We're going to our final break. My guest is Emily Morse, and we will be right back after this break. Please stay with us. This 
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back for our final segment. Tonight, my guest is Emily Morse, and you can find her at www.emilymorse.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-O-R-S-E.com, and you'll find the other information up also on my, my show um, cast, um, podcast stuff here. So, Emily, given yes. that we're talking about sexual function and all of these things, what is your favorite toy to recommend to people and Why? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I must I pick one. Um, it depends. You know, it actually depends on on, on the person or on, on, on you know, if, it, if it's a woman who hasn't had an orgasm before, you know, I would say, you know, a lot of it starts with clitoral stimulation. So I would even say start small with like a bullet vibrator and just, you know, it's not too intense, not too intimidating. And I would say just like even like a pocket rocket or something like that, like a first toy to start with, mm-hmm. but as far as, like, pop, like so that's just, and that was also my first one, and I was like, oh, I get it, and then there's now, there's, like, all these fancy, you know, bullet vibrator or whatever, like, smaller vibrators, but also, you know, and then I love the Hitachi Magic Wand, 
Mm-hmm. Huge fan. Um, I like the Jimmy Dane form too for couples. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. There's great couple vibrators out there. I like, um, you know, vibrating rings that men can wear, turn your man into a human vibrator. Um, <laughs> I think those are great, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, he's vibrating and, um, I, I like so many, so many. I, um, those are some of my favorites. You know, the Wee Vibe is really popular. I, for couples, I personally didn't love it, but I know that it's really, they say that it's very popular because mm-hmm. um, women can wear it and you can wear it during sex. But I think, again, there still is that in- intimidation that a lot of men have by using vibrators. So anything that you can use as a couple together that is, you know, like the thing about the Form 2 is that you can, like, hold it in your hand and put it over your clitoris when you're having sex, and it's not, you know, this intrusive, scary it's penis much smaller. Thing. Right. Have you it's seen smaller. The, yeah. Have you seen um, the product called Fixation? Yeah, the, the underwear, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it, I, ha- I have. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, that is like an outstanding product for couples who, and she said that she finds for her the best position is when she straddles her husband's leg over a chair. Oh. Yeah. I love it because so, they're panties, right? And then you put right, the well, it's almost him. like It's almost like a garter belt. With right. the little tiny vibe sits right on the clitoral area. But it's also, um, there's, I think, four different speeds, but it also is, um, has little tiny baby ridges on it, so it stays in place where you want it to on yeah, the clitoral area. So there's rocking back and forth, and you can change the sensation, and it allows, her intention was to create a toy so she and her husband could orgasm together. That was oh. her intention. I love it. Yeah, they sent me one. I saw it. I haven't tried it yet, but now I'm going to try it, like, tonight. And I like that it, it you know, charges with a USB port. I think that's, you know, handy-dandy little I thing. I know. I'm so happy that all these are charging now with USBs. You don't need the batteries, the whole thing. You know, you just so got stuff there. So give us what is happening with the Bravo show Misadvised. Um, Miss and Buys, so that, it ran for eight episodes, we shot eight episodes, and the first season, and we're waiting to hear, they have six months to let us know from the last day of airing in August, to, uh, they have till February, they have three more months to let us know if they're going to renew it, and typically Bravo waits six months to let you know, so they okay. what they do is they run focus groups and all that stuff, so I actually don't know yet what's happening with it. Okay, but well, I'm no. fine. I'm developing another show right now and um, doing some other things, so it's mm-hmm. fine. It is it going to be really fun? Is it going to be a sexuality show? Is it going to be a relationship show? Yeah, it's going to be like a sex talk with Emily. It's going to be like my my video show, but television. Okay. Yeah, so you'll be on it, and you know stuff <laughs> like that. Um, no. but I, and I'm also doing um, Deepak Chopra. Is has a um, a channel called the Chopra Well on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be his um, sex expert on it. So we're shooting some segments actually starting next week mm-hmm. um, for for him. So that'll be you know. So I'm doing a lot of different things, and I have my iPhone app, um, Kegel Camp, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, which you know reminds you. So I'm doing a lot of different things, and um, we'll see what happens with the show. Now. What is happening with your love life? Misadvised was about the three women who are in the area of relationships and matchmaking and everything, but things were not happening in your own lives. Right. 
Right, so, exactly. Those, those who can't do teach. Um, right. Yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, well, my own, I'm dating. I'm dating. I'm, I just moved to LA. There's lots of eligible people here, but I'm not, I'm not really, I'm so career focused right now and so busy, but I'm dating. I meet plenty, I meet a lot of guys, but nothing too exciting, nothing to report home. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing where it's like, oh, um, I want you to meet my closest girlfriend. No, okay. no, not that yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know. I promise. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> what is, so what is Emily's next step and where do you want to be in one year and in five years? Ah, uh, that's great question. <laughs> These are like questions like my mother asked me and my whole family. Um, so I'd say... You know, in a year from now, I would love to have another uh, television show in, you know, that would be more educational, more like my radio show, like more like Sex with Emily. But on TV where I'd be interviewing people and be on the street and doing stuff like that, that would be great to have that. And then in five years, I would like to take a, I mean, I feel like I've done all these different mediums. I've written and I have iPhone apps and I have television and I have books. And I think I just want to continue to grow the whole Sex with Emily business into just, you know, that it's the place that people go for sex information when they need it. They go to my website, and that's that my website has more resources and more information for people of all ages to, to learn more about sex. So I just want to continue on this path and get my doctorate and maybe my Ph.D. in five years would be awesome mm-hmm. once I get my doctorate. So, and right. I'd like to be making some good money. <laughs> right now? We don't all get rich right away in this career. Um, no, no, uh, you know, it's like anything else. You have to do, you have to put the work in. You have to put the work in. It's so hard and being entertainment, which is why I moved down to L.A. Because it's, yeah, we're working sex, but a lot of what it is is, is entertainment. So this is where it's happening, I hear. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, I mean, you know, you talk about where you want to be in one year and in five years. But you also, do you have anyone that you are mentoring? Because you can't be doing all of this only all by yourself. I do. I have, um, I always have a bunch of um, interns that I'm mentoring. And I have, I, I mean, I think they've all, like, one of my interns had her first orgasm. And so I think I'm always, I have a lot of them. And I'm always, like, they've come, you know, over the years. But I have a few that um, in different cities that have emailed me and asked me advice about how to get started and what I do, and I just email them back and give them some tips about just, you know, taking classes and reading books and recommending some top books. And um, I do I do mentor people uh, just in different ways, definitely. I, I, always, I always like how it feels good because people always help me, and I always want to give back and help people. So mm-hmm. um, I think that people who work with me, though, are really passionate about learning more about sex and, and might want to do what I do. So those are usually the people that I, I work with. Mm-hmm. Are any of them wanting to pursue an education as well? Um, yeah, one of them is actually in grad She was my intern four years ago, and she's in grad school right now in Chicago getting her doctorate in um, human sexuality. Wow. Yeah. Where is she getting a doctorate in Chicago? A doctor in Chicago. It's it's like I don't even you know I don't know she was living in Chicago. Maybe it's not called the human sexuality. It's something with sex. I don't know. I don't exactly know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There must be. I mean, um, I can't remember. I don't know where she's at. Because the and only one that, yeah, the one that I'm thinking of that is on the East Coast 
in the Northeast area is Widener in Pennsylvania. Right, 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 right. She's studying something in, in Chicago. I don't know what. Hmm. Interesting. So, I might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in Chicago. Um, she just got married. I don't know. I don't have more information than that. I know that's what, that was her dream, and that's why she came out here and worked with me. And then now she's pursuing her graduate. And and she's going to be working, but she'll be remaining in Chicago. Yeah, she's remaining in Chicago. Maybe mm-hmm. she's not. Maybe she's, like, somewhere else in the Midwest, but I know that she was living in Chicago. I don't know. Anyway, so oh. she's doing that. But and got, um, what? We've got you doing... <clears throat> Your, your, you've got your iPhone app. You've got your thing with the, the um, Chopra well. You've got. Mm-hmm. You don't know, but you will find out in you know at the you know end of February about the misadvised. Right. Are you shooting? What about doing a documentary film in this area? You know, everyone asks me that because of my documentary background, and I think it would be fascinating to do another documentary. I really did love it, and I think there's so many areas to do, but it's really it's so hard. <laughs> Not that what I'm doing isn't difficult and challenging, but making a documentary and getting it out there and getting the funding and everything that it takes, it, it took me four years to make my political documentary called See How They Run. And it was really, I mean, great film, but it was just, it took the, it just took it out of me. And maybe it's different now. It was, this was 10 years ago and filming is so much easier now. But I would, I would do a documentary if I was inspired by one particular topic and it hasn't come to me yet, but I would definitely do one. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but, but yeah. You're, and you're still not sure what you would do for your dissertation? No, I came up with an idea and it was about, and I think it was about different angles. This was just a conversation we were having with friends about people in different um, income levels. Their, if their sex life, is it, this might not be my, I don't even know. It was something more elaborate than that. But it was like people in different parts of the country and where they live and their like demographics, like who has more sex and who has less sex or something. Okay. But I wouldn't do my health dissertation. That was more like a poll. That was okay. more like the polling part that we have to do for DHS. I don't know what I would do with my dissertation yet. I don't okay. Know. Okay. We've got 15 seconds until the end of the show. My guest is Emily Morris. And, Emily, aside from your website, is there any other place you direct people to go and find you? Um, you know, really, it's just sexwithemily.com, emilymorris.com. It points you to the same place. And if you want to download my uh, podcast, they're all on iTunes. Perfect. free. I- I will, I will put that up there as well. Thank you so much for joining me this evening, my dear, and we will so get me on your show. You. Yes, you're going to be on my show soon. I can't wait. Okay, my dear. Take care, and thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. And learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.